Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Walrein Ring. Walrein Ring. Walrein Ring. Well, it's Walrein. AKA Tanner Green Ring. And I am joined, as always, by my co host, Dusklosh, AKA Dusklops. Joshua Fielstead. Welcome to the show. Joshua! Hello. Thanks for having me. This week, Joshua, <laughs> this week, Bug Catchers, we uh, do go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, we did what TLC said we're not supposed to do. They said, don't go chasing waterfalls because you might end up shot in gang violence, dying of a heroin overdose, or dying of AIDS. But that hasn't happened to any of us yet. We decided to kind of do a cleanup episode where we went and used all of our full suite of HMs that we now have, including Waterfall, which is where the segment, the episode long segment gets its name, to go and explore the world of Hoenn and see what else is out there. Visit Pacificlog. Pacificlog? Pacificlog? Go look for some big, ugly rocks to catch. Ugh. And, uh... What else? We at least tried to find Mirage Island. We tried to do the Lily Cove Museum quest. We tried to beat the Trick House. And I think we're going to have differing opinions and outcomes for all of that. Yep. Um, I did all of that. And I, well, I tried to do all of that. Obviously, not all of it happened or not all of it was available to me. Like that pesky old Mirage Island. Same. Josh, I want to do something a little different this week. Okay. Because there's no battle. We didn't battle. We didn't battle a, a gym leader. We didn't battle a guest. We just battled like random trainers who are nothing. Yeah. And these pesky, ugly rocks. Right. So let's just get it out of the way now and do our level check. All right. Because I'm dying to hear about your team and what level they all are and if you have any new additions. Okay. Because wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, it would be fun. I guess I'll preface it by saying I might not have any new Mon to introduce. Okay, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. Perhaps I wanted to wait and see what you end up doing, or perhaps I'm just going to keep them. Sure, do whatever you want. You're just going to have to deal with the rise of the third sun. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The third sun will rise, Joshua. Are you ready for it? You got another swap. Yeah. It's Juggler Fritz over here. And we'll get to it, but I want to hear about your team first. The theme of my team, and just a quick reminder, if you're tuning in for this not even a gym episode battle for the first time, my trainer's name is Red Hot Chili Peppers because it's a band that Tanner hates, and all of my Pokemon are named after band members, former or current, because all of my Pokemon are also Pokemon that Tanner finds physically unattractive or bad or they displease him for some reason i also will say that i edited one's battle segment between us and um Fanula, and i had to edit in a goddamn karaoke track of you singing under the bridge oh yeah now my youtube suggestions are just all red hot chili peppers they're like you seem to listen to a lot of red hot chili peppers that one day can we serve you up a million more red hot chili peppers videos it's like uh, and did you indulge yeah i'm like yeah put them on okay <laughs> We'll make some make a crack in your outer shell of this red hot chili pepper tape. Yeah, maybe. Probably not. So the theme of my team this week is who's 52. Is that an RHCP reference? No, it's actually a reference to my friend Rachel's bar game where 
you just sit around and someone throws out the name of a famous person and then you try to guess whether or not they are actually 52 years old. Oh, okay. It's fun. So let's do it now. Okay. If someone were 52 right now, what year were they born Lu- in? Luke Wilson. How about Luke Wilson? No. Not 52? Not 52. I'm going to say he is 47. Okay, let's find out. 48. Woo-hoo-hoo! Wow. So if he's 48, what year was he born in? 1971. Okay, so it's actors born in 1967. So just look up a list of actors born in 1967 and, and quiz me. I mean, I think it's more fun to just kind of like guess and then we all find out together. But I could Fine, do it sure, in sure, your... sure. No, okay, let me, let me throw one out. Let me throw one out. Uh, 52, 52. Um, <laughs> what is her name? Uh, Carla Gugino. Don't look her up. Well, I don't even know who that is. Yes, I you gotta do. at least look at a photo. Okay, fine. Look at a photo. Okay, I've definitely seen her in some stuff. I don't think so. She feels like she's like 46. 48. 71. Okay, okay. Same as Luke Wilson. You want to do one more, and then we'll move on to your team. Okay. How about... Ooh, I've got one for you if you don't have one for me. Oh, my God. Um, uh, what about Jamie Foxx? Um, he is 52, absolutely. Okay, he's 52. Yes. How, how do you absolutely on Jamie Foxx? <laughs> He's been around forever, man. He was like kicking. He was like an adult man, like acting competently in like the early '80s. I guess I've only ever seen him as an adult man. Let me throw one last one at you because I feel like it's a real stumper. Okay, Rick Harrison, the main bald guy from Pawn Stars. Oh my god! Uh, I bet he's like sixty. Fifty-five. You're right. He's older than 52, but okay. not 60. I would still be right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's who's 52. All right. Great. Fun game. It's a good game. It's fun when you're at a, whenever you can go to a bar again someday. And that is because all of my Pokemon are level 52. Thank you, Rachel, for that game. Is she, is she a bug catcher? I think she would be. Okay. Great. Thanks, Rachel. I don't know when it is coming out, but I appeared in her podcast, Seltzer Deathmatch. Oh, okay. And we were co-workers at Gimlet. Were you appearing on her show, Seltzer Deathmatch, as Josh from Experience Share? Yeah, I was Josh from Experience Share. Okay, and, and she didn't need both hosts of Experience Share to come on and no express their opinions about Seltzer? No, sorry. That's fine. I'll be on in a future episode. Yeah. Rachel, just give me a ring. I'll tell you my availability. <laughs> Do you have seltzer opinions? I've been, I've expressed them even on this podcast. I've got got strong seltzer opinions. I'm like a big seltzer opinion guy. Okay, what's your favorite seltzer ever? Polar. Polar's my number two after Topo. Topo. Topo Chico? You've never even heard of fucking Topo Chico? Yeah, Topo Chico. Oh, you just call it Topo? Yeah. I am married to a Texan and I've never heard any of them call it Topo. Okay, well. It's their thing. Okay. It's actually Mexico's thing, so d- now you look even sillier. Because <laughs> it's bottled in Mexico, so... Okay, but all of the Texans introduced it to me. Great. I was introduced to it in Texas, too, when I visited our friend Jack. 
and my co-host on my other show, Babysitter's Club Club. Shout out. Go listen to it. Do listen to Babysitter's Club Club. You can find it everywhere you listen to your podcast. Um, Topo Chico, I do like it, but I find Polar more accessible and it's slightly more carbonated. Isn't Topo Chico actually like it's mineral? bubbly. Yeah, it's mineral mineral, minerally. Yeah. You know why you're a better co-host than Jack? Because when I talk about this show on Babysitter's Club and say people should go listen to it, he like rolls his eyes and he's like, shut up. <laughs> but you were encouraging and you were supportive. And you said, yes, go listen to that other show. You gotta support the community. Everyone knows that the best the way to get new listeners on podcasts is through other podcasts. That's true. Tell me about your team. Jesus. Your ugly little team full of level 52 Pokemon. You know who all of them are. It's Dwayne McKnight, Ludicolo. 52. Chad Smith, X Cloud. 52. DH Peligro, Flygon. 52. 52. I do have a note there. I took some time because I did go chasing waterfalls and I went into Meteor Falls and I got TM02 and TM23, Dragon Claw, and Iron Tail, which are in Meteor Falls. You need Surf and Waterfall to get there. And I finished his moveset. Nice. So he's got Earthquake. He's got. Dragon Claw and Iron Tail, obviously, and he's got Crunch. Pain in the ass. That's a pain in the ass Pokemon for me. It's covering a lot of shit, and it's fun. Yeah, that one's going to be a pain in my butt. And then the next one is, here's an update, and I think I still have this open. Oh, yeah. Bug catchers all sent us like a thousand God, links. God, we got links to like the... You whip- specifically said you don't ever want to learn how to pronounce it. I don't want to know, but I was exposed to information. So here, let's see if we can hear this. Fushanti. Fushanti. Frushante. Frushante. It's Frushanti. Frushanti. Never said that one. Had it wrong the whole time. Frushanti. Frushanti. It sounds like a refreshing drink. Uh, apparently, John Frushante, Frushanti <laughs> is big enough that on Wikipedia, he has a pronunciation guide on there. Wow. So it was pretty easy this whole time. And it's Crobat, and it's level 52. I changed my name some years ago, and it's a lot easier to pronounce now, but it would have been my dream to be famous enough to have to have a pronunciation guide for my name, and I'm sure that's still a dream for you, Joshua Fajelstad. Oh, I'm working on that. Yeah. When I was a young kid, I hated it, and then I started owning it in high school. Yeah. And obviously, I had the chance to change it when I got married, and we were like, no, we're keeping them. And I was like, all right. Triple down. Could have been Gotta st- get famous enough. Could have been so close to Fienger, which is what I was pitching to you too. Still wouldn't really get rid of the main issue, which is that FJ combo, but also I agree. And we do go by the Fiengers on, like our wedding website was the Fiengers, yeah. and our hashtag was Fiengered. <laughs> so <laughs> we use that. Yeah. But Fielstad and Finger, iconic names, gotta keep them. Frushanti, Crobat, level 52. Jack Iron, Slacking, 52. Slacking, 52. Tony Kiedis, Blaziken, 52. 52. Yeah, your team's getting a little uh, little stale, Joshua. A little long in the tooth, huh? Yeah, I'd love to hear what this new swap is and see if it is going to affect whether or not I'm going to change any of these Pokemon in the next week. Sure. My team had a lot of movement this week. There was a lot of people coming in and out. But at the end of the day, here's the lineup I'm feeling confident about going into next week, the Evergrande City Elite Four. So this is it. You're going to throw the gauntlet down and say, this is the team. I think so. I think so. Oh, my God. 
I think so. There might be one more swap. You're raising all this shit, and then you're just going to keep swapping them out? Oh, Joshua. I raised a Pokemon to level 51 this week just because. Just wow. So, yeah, let me tell you about my team here. Okay. Scaraban, Heracross, level 52. Okay. My, my funny little bug boy. I love him. I love him, too. I love him. Stanislaus, Swampert, level 54. Okay. St. John, Claydol, level 53. More of a... Scylla. Devil John, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Melodic, level 52. That's where there still might be movement. I do like Melodic a lot, and I think she has a lot to offer the team, but in terms of moveset, she could be swapped out with another Pokemon named Shocky Magneton, who's not currently in the lineup. Oh, right. Supremion, Groudon, level 52. Yeah, not impressed. And then my newcomer, the third sun rises, <laughs> Joshua. Okay. What's that on the horizon? What's the sun glinting off of on the horizon? It's enormous. Uh, it's hard to look at, and he's rising. Uh, the third God. sun it's rises. Fucking Reggie's. It's Saburo, Regice, uh, level 50. Yeah. Apparently, Saburo means the third sun in whatever language. Or whatever culture Saburo comes from. <laughs> can't even can't even take note of that one. <laughs> I looked it up. I looked it up when I caught him, like late at night. I think it's Japanese. Yes, Japanese. I'd hope so. The third son. Saburo. Regice. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's good. It scares you a little bit, huh? If I were going to have a Reggie, I would have gone for Regice, and that pretty much shuts out the line for me, because I think the other two are too gross to look at. Yeah, they're all pretty gross. I don't love Regice either, but he's got a lot of good moves that I like, and I'm going to keep him around for a little bit. Okay. But, so there's a little room for movement still. But you did raise him 10 levels just for fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, and then can I do my special shout out? level check this week yeah I, I don't know what that is and we don't have music for it but okay it's fine it's fine you don't need music for it not everything needs to be a music segment but there were three pokemon on my team that were strong teammates this week for me there was reggie bait my whale lord level 40 i had one of those there was reggie trap my relicanth level 31 mm-hmm and then Ainsley made an appearance again, my Gardevoir, and I also raised her up from like level 40 to level 51 so that she could learn hypnosis so that I could put oh my god, Saburo to sleep to catch him. That with the whole moving thing, probably wouldn't have had that much time, and you're basically just like arbitrarily raising Pokemon levels. Yeah, I needed to find a Pokemon that had a sleep move, and the only other one I had was that little blue cloud bird. Swablu. But she was like only level like 16. I was like, I'm not going to put Swablu out in front of Regice. <laughs> I may as well just like level Gardevoir up so that it can take a hit from Regice if it needed to. Yeah. So that's what I did. Wow. And I caught Regice and I loved it. And I love him. I love him. He's he's such a nasty little Ugh. ugly little monster. And he's got some cool moves. Yeah. I mean, what does he have right now? Probably. It's got that superpower that they all have. He's got superpower, which is pretty cool. Everything else is actually kind of dumb. Superpower inflicts 120 damage, and then it also lowers the user's attack and defense by one stage. Superpower is crazy. I like do like superpower. He's got curse, which is kind of cool. It's kind of a pain in the ass to use, though. And he's got 
Icy Wind, and he's got a Zap Cannon. Probably put Ice Beam on that bad boy. I don't know why I would tell you that. Don't do that. I don't have the Ice Beam TM anymore. That's a shame. <laughs> you can buy it, though. I don't know why I tell you that, too. I'm kinda, I want to make it interesting for this final battle I'm coming up. I to f- find some money. I spent all my money in the fucking roulette a few weeks ago, and I've never, I haven't recovered it. Wish I could help you out. I'm at 300k. I just, uh, because I needed to jumpstart the economy, any time I was raising a mon, I put amulet coin on them. And so I've just been doubling every single trainer basically since that episode. That's smart. That's smart. Let's talk about our journey this week, Joshua. Yeah. We leave this weird little volcano city and we make our way down Route 129 towards Pacific Log Town. There's no explanation for why its name is that complex. It's kind of a cool little town, though. It's sort of like Bali or whatever, where Bora Bora. Yeah, it's like houses built on stilts in the water and there's like little wooden walkways between them like built above the water yeah and when you walk on the little like uh log walkways they like sink into the ground which doesn't seem practical it seems like your shoes would always get wet well you're wearing like flip-flops or nothing man no i don't i don't wear flip-flops it's island time (laughs) you ever seen my toes they're disgusting I'm not wearing flip-flops. I hate flip-flops. I don't even own sandals, to be honest. I don't wear sandals either. I don't want to look at my goddamn feet. No, I don't want anyone to look at my feet, let alone me. Right. It's the last thing I want. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to wear sneakers like I always do. So we're walking around, we got trench foot. It's fine. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) You get to Pacific Dog Town and... There's not a lot going on here. There's no gym. There's just a few houses. Everyone in the houses are pretty boring. The RHCP is like kind of a beautiful spot to hang your weirdly shaped hat. To wear your little sock that you wear on your dick. Yes. They did that. They did that once. You're probably too young to remember. Anthony Kiedis. Didn't he? Yeah. 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 But there is one little house here where there's an old man staring out the window wistfully at the sea like... like john gatsby what's john what's the great gatsby's real name john gatsby wait what <laughs> the great oh it's great gatsby i don't <laughs> great gatsby protagonist <laughs> jay jay gatsby jay gatsby staring out at the sea and he's longing for that green light or whatever so you, you do remember some plot elements of the great gatsby yeah and his character's name is Great, and he's looking out at that great green light. <laughs> and when you talk to this old man, he says something to you that's like, uh, uh, the, the Mirage Island isn't out there today. And you wonder what he's talking about. So you go to Google and you look it up. Yeah. So apparently, sometimes east of Pacific Dog City is an island. Yeah. Called Mirage Island. It appears neither of us made it to fucking Mirage Island. No, I did my best. I tried every day that I played over the last week or so. I booted it up even when I wasn't playing just to check. I tried with a lot of different Pokemon. Like I'd go to the bank and pull out different Mon and see if I could get it. The odds are very, very much against you. The way Mirage Island appears is through a strange... It's RNG. Yeah, it's, it's RNG. It's a strange like series of triggers well according to bulbapedia 
The odds of a single Pokemon activating Mirage Island is 1 in 65,536. Yeah, I read something that you have a better chance of coming across a shiny Pokemon than you do having a Pokemon that matches a number for Mirage Island. The number matches has to match the first two bytes of the personality value of any Pokemon. Doesn't matter. Doesn't in matter. The player's party. Too, too boring, too, too complex. complicated. It's just to gonna explain. be you go there randomly and like you get lucky. That's it. Sometimes you get lucky. It changes every day too. The island itself, I mean, based on what I've read, doesn't even seem that exciting. We did want to go there just so that we could We're completionists. As the name implies, share the experience. Yeah, apparently it's just full of like why nots. Yeah. Like, there's just one patch of grass, and all you can catch there is why-nots, which is, like, I already have a why-not. I got it out of an egg. Well, it's that, and then it's the only place to get a lychee berry. Oh. Well, I don't want a lychee berry. The only place. I don't want one. No, I don't care. I don't need gold pokeblocks. And the nice part about it is that that old man is there in Pacific Log, and he will tell you whether or not you can see it. So, you don't even have to, like, go all that far. Which is nice, because it was a frustrating and dumb experience. I'm sure it would have been cool if I got out there, and I'm sure I would have been singing a different tune had I gone out there, but I didn't, and I don't care, and it sounds dumb, so. Yeah. Anything else about Pizzolaghi Town that you liked or disliked? The only other thing I noted was that this woman in the Pokemon Center, she's like, would you believe me if I told you this? And then she says that Pacific Log Town is perched atop a bunch of Corsola, which I think is pretty fucked up. That is fucked up. It's like built on the backs of Corsola, which is an endangered Pokemon. They're like reef Pokemon? Yeah. It's like if they built a town on top of the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, which I think Australia did, and then it killed the Great Barrier Reef. They don't care about climate change. I've been down there. They don't care about much, I'll say, those Australians. You know what they do care about? That's the other reason I like them. Having a good damn time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good on you, mate. That is Pacific Log Town. We make our way west. West from Pacific Log Town. And there's all these like currents. God. You can see the water rushing and white caps peeking up from the, the waves as you surf your way along and get caught up in the currents and get pulled this way and that and maybe you get pulled under into an undertow and drown but that never happened to me no i didn't drown so route 132 to 134 is one big conveyor belt like thing where you get caught up in these currents and and make your way west back towards Slateport. but you can kind of be shunted into these various like paths where the currents push you in certain directions it's got like placed rocks and different like calm areas of water. So it kind of pushes you around like shoals and islands that you can end up on. And then some of them have trainers and items. Which is, I, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a cool experience. Like, it's very frustrating. You need a flying Pokemon on you because like there are certain parts you want to hit. Like we will talk about in a minute, this one little patch of, of deep water that you want to dive in. And if you yeah. miss it... <laughs> You just kind of have to go all the way to Slateport, so you have to keep a flying Pokemon in your team to to fly back to Pacific Log to start over sometimes. I would say I probably ran Route 132 through 134 20 times, a couple dozen. Yeah. I wanted to hit every single fucking trainer because I'm so desperate for that sweet, sweet EXP at this point. I did the same thing. And, and you have to do different routes to like end up 
on the islands where they are. Yeah, get everyone. Did you notice this one that's like just on a two square like sand bar? Did you fight this guy? Dragon Tamer Aaron? Yep. Who just looks like a Times Square superhero like knockoff. He's like a Lance knockoff. Yeah, exactly. He's got a cape. He he fancies himself a dragon trainer. Yeah. But then he had like shitty mon, right? Like he just had like a... I think he just had a bag on. Yeah, just one bag on. You tamed one dragon. That sucks, man. You tamed one dragon and then you just called it a day and you fucking wash up on like a sandbar in the middle of the ocean. He tames one fucking dragon and buys a cape and he's just like... <laughs> I'm Lance. <laughs> I'm I'm a dragon trainer now and a bisexual. Definitely. Here I am. Catch you out in Route 134, scrub. He did have a big cape. All right, Joshua, that is sort of our route up until now. The next section is a large part of what the rest of what we did this week, and I want to talk about it, but first I want to take a break. I need a break because I'm out of beer. Oh, well, let's freshen up your, your goblet. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. Welcome back to the show, Joshua. Welcome back to the show, Bug Catchers. Joshua? Yes, you are. Did you do all the shit around these Reggie? Did you learn the the code? Because I learned the code. What? The Braille. The Braille. No, how could you? I delved into it before I did fully mayor cheat, but this was like a you have to mayor cheat situation. And before we go too far and you're going to start hurling accusations. Sounds like I don't need to hurl accusations (laughs) because you've... you've incriminated yourself (laughs) in ruby and sapphire the original release the instruction manual had braille definitions so if you looked at the manual you could decipher the braille codes Mm -hmm. because when i was playing through this section i was like how the fuck am i supposed to know braille like literally how am i supposed to do this at all you can look up braille is it literally braille i don't know you're the one who said you cracked the code I used wiki. <laughs> I used wiki how. I didn't look up braille. I don't know if it's actually braille. It looks like braille. On Bulbapedia, it is called braille and it's capitalized like the proper language. So I think it's straight up braille. Okay. And it is what is on the faces of all the Reggies is also braille. Oh, okay. All their eyes. I use the ancient art of cryptography, Joshua. To crack the puzzles. Okay. Like fucking Cypher from The, the Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> and Sopranos I've discovered recently. Uh, Joey Pantal- Pantaleone. Is that his name? No. Yes, it was. No, it's Ralph. Uh... His name is Joey Pantaleone. Are we talking the actor's name? Oh, no. I was talking about the character. Oh, I've never seen Sopranos. I meant the actor. Oh. Joe, Pant- Jam- Joe Pantale- Pantaleone. <laughs> and um, I feel like he's maybe 52. How old is he? Ooh, good question. Right? He could be 52. Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano is Joshua. Yeah. 68. 68? Wow. He's an old man. I guess the last time I saw him in anything was The Sopranos, which I'm currently watching. <laughs> which is also 20 years old at, now, at this point. He didn't look 52 then, though. Whatever. 
the first puzzle where you dive up to get to the cave was a coincidence. I didn't solve that one. I just happened to surface. I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with this, and surfaced and found myself in a cave. Sure. There's a cave full of these ciphers, and they give you the full alphabet. Where? That one room where it has a bunch of different braille sections, that's the alphabet? Yeah. You literally figured this out? Yeah, my dad taught me about this stuff called CryptoQuips when I was a kid, which is like these puzzles where it's just like random letters that are all garbled up. And the goal of the puzzle is to, like, figure out what letters are what. So, like, D will actually be A, and Q will actually be E. And once you can, like, start to figure that out, you can, like, decrypt the entire puzzle and figure out what the sentence is. Wow. So that's essentially what I did. And then they gave me this room where it was full of, like, clues. So, yeah, I figured it out. And I didn't have to mayor cheat. And it sounds like some of us did have to mayor cheat. Respecte to you. Like, honestly. (laughs) it's like puzzle game shit i love a good puzzle game you know i just thought this was like oh if you don't have the instruction manual you're fucked and apparently you can decipher it and i just couldn't be bothered yeah there's an entire room that's got everything okay but let's talk about these reggies and the the journey that we went on yeah tell me about reggies in general joshua yeah, I did have to do a little research on this because... Named after Reggie Philomay. <laughs> There's right? a couple of deep Reddit threads that do speculate that is based on the fact that Reggie Philomay was president of Nintendo of America and that it was some sort of a respete to him. I just looked him up. Fizeme. Fizeme is how you say it? Yeah. God, really struggling with pronunciations this season. Anyway, that is a conspiracy theory, basically, but no one has ever confirmed it from the company, and I like to believe it's true. Did Reggie fils work at Nintendo when this game was made? Yeah. Well, well, he was the president of Nintendo of America for, like, 20 years, I think. Okay. Really? And how <laughs> is he... Is he 50? He's definitely older than 52. 59. Not much older. Oh, wow. No. Chief Operating Officer of Nintendo of America, the North American Division, from 2006 to 2019. So he wasn't even... He didn't... Oh, wait. Prior to his promotion to president and CEO of Fizeme was executive vice president of sales and marketing. He started at Nintendo in 2003. Oh, yeah. Well, wasn't that when this game was made? Yes. So why would they name a character after... It was released in America in 2003. It could have been just the translation. He's like, name those Pokemon after me. Name those ugly rocks after me. He was good. I feel like everybody had pretty good reviews of that dude. Whoa, listen to this. Fizeme took a job at Procter & Gamble in the company's brand management program. He also took a position as the senior director of national marketing at Pizza Hut, where he launched the Bigfoot Pizza and the Big New Yorker. That was Reggie. Whoa. Reggie fils came up with the Bigfoot pizza and the Big New Yorker. Do you remember those? Pretty good. I know the Bigfoot pizza. <laughs> Please. That was like, I, I like remember the Bigfoot pizza's commercials from the 90s so vividly. God, me too. If a pizza with three toppings costs ten ninety nine, what would I pay for six toppings? Well, ten ninety nine. The reason is is Big Five. 
the Bigfoot Big Six Pizza. Get our special six toppings for the three-topping price of $10.99. Are you sure you're the pizza guy? Bigfoot from Pizza Hut, a legendary value. I don't think I ever got to eat one. I, like, pushed for it. I pushed for it. Yeah. But no one ever took the bait. Reggie, what a life you've led. Wow. And And you have these three ugly Pokemon named after you. Golly. That is a very impressive list of uh, corporate... We should have him on the show. Yeah, I'd love to have him on. Reggie Fizame, if you listen to Experience Share Pokemon podcast and you don't find it offensive, but actually very deferential to this series, we'll have you on. We'll have you on. Reggie Fizame, an inspiration to us all. Yes. And Reggie Ice and Reggie Steel and Reggie Rock. Right. You're all inspiration. And Reggie Gigas. You know about this? Uh. No, tell me about Reggie's. I want to know all everything you know about Reggie's. All right. Download onto me. So the origin story for the legendary Titans, which is what I thought we were, to be honest, the legendary Titans of podcasting. Oh, yeah. Legendary Titans of Pokemon are... Do you mean, oh, okay, of Pokemon. I yeah. thought you were talking about us again. Right. I had to differentiate. Yeah. Long ago, Reggie Gigas, who you haven't seen... Okay. Regigigas is said to have pulled the continents into place and then created the Titans from an icy mountain, rocks, magma, and crystallized dragon energy in its image. Regigigas was apparently worshipped at one time alongside the other three by ancient people. And this is Bulbapedia. When you're saying Regigigas as the name of a Pokemon, all I can help but think is like, that sounds like a guy's name. It sounds like you're saying a guy's name and his name is Regigigas. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Regigigas. But if you were to ever introduce me to a man named Regigigas, I would say to him, oh, your name sounds like a Pokemon name. That's actually a really good point. It's like, it's right there in that sweep spot. It's a good guy. Good guy, Regigigas. He's a good guy. <laughs> Tell me more about the Regis. So Reggie Gigas, because of this, was sealed away in the Snow Point Temple, which is in Sinnoh, and we will eventually get there. There's a lot of Sinnoh people. What game is that? That is Diamond Pearl Platinum. So that's like next gen after Fire Red. That's the next proper gen, yeah. That's gen four. Okay. So the ones it created, Reggie Steel, Reggie Ice, and Regirock were spirited to the far-off Hoenn region, locked away in three stone structures, the ancient tombs that we were about to encounter. And they were sealed away. And a message was left in Braille to whomever could come to discover and was worthy enough to enter the sealed chamber, which is where we just were. That's where we had to do the puzzles and the diving. The update to this is that they added Regilecki and Regidrago that are in the Crown Tundra, which is the DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Ah, yes. Isn't Reggie Drogo kind of silly looking? He's just like an orb with like yeah. a skull on him. It's just the little like face with the braille on it and then like a skull of a dragon. Yeah. His arms are like dragon skull. Yeah. It's very silly. There was a lot of other types and elements they could have gone with and they were just like, eh, dragon. Honestly, I, I do think a lot of the time that's their default. Obviously, a dragon type Elite 4 has been a default for a while. What about Reggie Plant? And they defaulted to dragon type a lot. Here's one for you, Nintendo. Reggie Flora. And it's grass. 
It's grass. I mean, you look at Reggie Gigas, I thought it it should be grass. It's normal, but it's got... It's actually more of a uh, castle in the sky, like Hiyao Miyazaki joint. Kind of beautiful when looking at this picture of Reggie, Reggie Gigas. The rest of them are pretty ugly. I, I think Reggie Gigas is good. We're on the hunt for Reggies, because we got these three Reggies that we want to get after. We find ourselves in the sealed chamber... We already told you about the Braille puzzle, but that's not it. That's not all. Oh, my God. No. Once you're in, you need to bring a Pokemon along that has Dig. Because the next puzzle is Dig Your Way Through This Wall, and you will... Oh, and I'm looking now at the notes Josh left here, and he said, How the hell are you supposed to know what it says? Obviously, we had to mayor cheat. Use Dig (laughs) and the door opens. And that's not true. Well, so I'd like you to confirm now you actually deciphered from that Braille that you needed a Pokemon that knows Dig to do this next part. So when you go up into the first room, there's a bunch of tablets that have the direct translations. It literally spells out for you what the Braille is in order. It's like... It has tablets? Yeah. It's like, here's ABC, here's DEF, here's GHI, you know? Like, it just goes through in order and it's like... Here's the direct translation. You shouldn't have to cheat now. Uh, and then on the back wall, there's a there's a tablet uh, that says, if you translate it, it says, dig here. Okay, I'm yanking my collar. Uh, <laughs> and I translated it, and I didn't have my fucking zigzagoon on me, so I had to leave and fly back to Pacific Log and get zigzagoon and make my way back to this fucking sealed chamber and dig a hole in the wall. <laughs> Well, I did have to do that also because this was at the point where I realized that I was in over my head and I needed a bunch of Pokemon. Yeah. By the way, I did want to mention, I don't know if you saw this, but because I was deep in the lore, the speculation for why it's Relicanth at the front of the party and Waylord at the back of the party to actually engage the Reggies being released into the world, like the doors being opened to their ancient tombs is because Relicanth is the oldest known living Pokemon, and Waylord is the largest known living Pokemon, and that's, like, some shit. (laughs) Okay. It's, again, Reddit. I went on some deep, deep, weird paths. Wow. This is when I actually went back, and then I was like, oh, not only do I have to teach Dig to someone finally, but I also have to get... Relicanth, which I did have already, but then I had to get a fucking Whalmer, and then I had to level it up into a Whale Lord. I did a Whalmer hunt too, and I tried to find a Whalmer that was at least a little closer to 40. And I think I found one that was like 35 or whatever, 36. I don't remember. Can I do something? You did something new and provocative, and I want to do something new and provocative. Oh, please provoke me. I want to do a. Sweetie or not debate about the Whalmer Waylord line. Okay. Because I'm pretty confused. I'm going to look up a picture of both of them. I want them in front of me. I will do a hat tip to, once again, Somersault Boy on the Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers, who does a controversial Pokemon of the Week poll. And one of them was about Whalmer, and I was like, I don't like Whalmer, 
But once I had to evolve the Whalemur that I caught off Duford Town into a Waylord, I was like, I think I like Waylord, though. Okay. And so now I'm confused. And I'd like to talk about this and decide whether or not we think... I was about to say something. One of them or both are a Sweetie or Barf. Here's what I was going to say. I I thought it was going to be controversial, and I thought you were going to disagree with me, but I think Whalemur sucks. Okay. I mean, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at at the moment. I think Whale Lord owns Bones. Wow. That's where I'm leaning to. Whale Mur, at first glance, you think, that's a cute little Pokemon. Yeah, it's like a ball whale. Why not? Yeah. But when you really look at him, and if you ever see a, a illustration of him with his mouth open, oh. and his gross little, like, what is it called? Braline. Yeah, what is that type of teeth that like... Braline teeth? Blue whale or gray whale? Who has that? Yeah, I think blue whales have it. I think it's called braline. I don't like those teeth. I really don't like those teeth. I don't like it either. And all of that stuff together and I support makes all, it like... Uh, and I want to say, I think all whales should live. I like whales, generally. Oh, yeah. I'm not calling for its death, Joshua. I'm just saying it's ugly. But I don't like that type of teeth. I don't like that type of teeth. <laughs> I think Whalemur, at first glance, you think it's a cutie, and then you really look at it, and it's not cute. It's ugly. And then the inverse of that, which is why it felt like such a controversial opinion, is you at first glance, you look at Whale Lord, and you're like, oh, big dumb whale. Not cute. Yeah. But then you really look at it, and it's cool as hell. It looks cool. It's shaped like a fucking torpedo. It's got, like, good energy. It looks like it's fun. It's sleek. It's got these cool dots on its back. He's always kind of smiling. He's got, like, a he's got like a bit, little bit of a Totoro energy to it, you know? Absolutely. Where it's just kind of, like, benevolent. It looks like Appa from, uh, from Avatar. Yeah. I like Waylord, and I don't like Whalemur, and I think you and I are in agreement on that. And if that's controversial, you know what? You're invited to stop listening to the fucking podcast. Come on. Go listen to God Save America if you want, or whatever it's called. Pod Save America. (laughs) (laughs) So we're saying Waylord is the sweetie. Yeah. And this is the music. For our first ever sweetie or not debate, and we're saying Whalemur is gross and we don't like it. Well, I guess in in the spirit of the, the segment, I can turn my you make me barf into a a debate as well oh wow okay and here's the debate joshua let's do it i had selected as my you make me barf pokemon of the week the three reggies oh yeah and because i even hedged and as you can see in the notes i hedged i said they're kind of cool but mostly weird and gross yeah and my question for you is is any of the reggies cool enough to not be awarded you make me barf status Debate. Okay. Here's what I say. No. Point. Even though the third son has risen, and even though Saburo is on my team, Regice, yeah. I still think they're all pretty fucking gross and ugly. Yeah, man. I am pretty disgusted, to be honest, with that line. I actually think Regigigas, as we were talking about, I think Regigigas is cool. Yeah, but Regigigas is not part of the equation. We're talking about Registeel, we're talking about Regirock, and we're talking about Regice. I don't think any of them are much to look at. I don't think any of them are much to look at. Regice is like a stalactite. I know. Looking at a picture of all three of them, I think the only one that comes close to being acceptable is Regirock. Whoa. Really? I think Reggie Steel and Reggie Ice are 
heinous. And I think Reggie Rock is at least like no. Oh my god, no! I hate Reggie Rock the most. Really? I kind of think like Reggie Rock at least makes sense. You know, he's like he's a bunch of rocks. It's just a pile of rocks. And in the lore, it's also like it's people say that the rocks all came from different locations and it assembled itself. That's gross. I don't like that. I like Iron Giant, the most touching film ever made. Joshua isn't Registeel more like Iron Giant? No, Registeel's fucking heinous. Registeel is the worst one. Okay, I am comfortable. We both agree. Regice is most acceptable. No, no, no. I think Reg Reggie Rock is the the best one oh my and maybe God. the only good one maybe the only one that is no up for consideration for being redeemable gun to my head i would probably octillery to my head i would probably say none of them are redeemable i don't really like any of them i will say this i don't really like any of them i'm comfortable saying let's continue to declare all three of them you make me barf pokemon of the week oh <laughs> absolutely i mean they're they're definitely not even neutral they're all barf that was the debate is like is, is any of these ugly little pokemon redeemable and it sounds like no they're not they're all bad no i i don't like the whole look i think the number of eyes is really creepy here's an image i found no oh no here's an image i found on the internet there can't be something with them let me open it up let's see what happens hello <laughs> that's good <laughs> someone has photoshopped reggie fils face onto the reggie rock <laughs> we'll share that okay great that's a good one i'm i'm happy to i'm happy to abandon all of these ugly little pokemon yeah leave them in our dust i'm not interested and never think about them again but joshua i did catch all three of them oh i mean i did too i mean let's talk about it briefly because we are running out of time but like we have to i started with reggie ice i did too because that's the one i knew i wanted to catch same so you make your way south from Petalburg to route 105 you can find your way to one of those islands yeah it was the most difficult and the easiest at the same time yeah yeah you have to go into the island cave off route 105 and then the inscription just tells you to wait twice I'm curious how it worked for you because I was just on WikiHow and it says, well, you wait and not move for two minutes. So I was like, all right, I'll check my sights for two minutes. I admit I didn't know quite know what to do with this one. I thought I had to like do another thing where I put a Pokemon in a slot or like have two of the same Pokemon, but I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. But I think maybe through sheer happenstance, just happened to be sitting there and the fucking door opened up. Oh, great. So yeah, I, I went in, I tried to battle Regice a few times, knowing I wanted to catch it, did not have any luck, even after throwing like a thousand Ultra Balls at it, and then eventually gave up and went and trained up my Gardevoir and got it to level 51 so I could learn Hypnosis, so that I could put the damn thing to sleep so I could get a shot at catching it. Yeah. And that is finally how I caught my Regice. Regnice for you. Then I flew my way up to... Fortree? Yes. Registeel's in the Ancient Tomb off Route 120, which is west of Lily Cove, south of Fortree. Yeah, and uh, this one, you fly. This is annoying, yeah. You move to the middle of the room, and then you have to use fly, which I have Fru-Sion... Fru... 
Shantu. Fru Shanti. Wow, it's getting worse. God, it's gotten worse. This is why Fru Shanti. Book catchers. This is why he told you not to tell him because once he knows, he gets worse at it. Exactly. Fru Shantu. He just called him. It's like when people know my last name, they also get worse at saying it. They're like Fajelastad. <laughs> my favorite part about having a hard to pronounce last name when I used to have one. My name Buckedridge used to be Ringerud, and my wife and I combined our last names. And your last name was also formerly a complex Norwegian name. Yeah, Ringerud. It was it was a complex Norwegian name. But like the thing about Ringerud is it's just Ringer, which is a, a word right that you can read and recognize with a U D on the end. And I would have even accepted Ringerud. That's fine. But every now and then people would just be like. Ringe, ringe what and it's like you don't need to overcomplicate it don't make this french or something yeah <laughs> it's just ring root but now it's not now it's green ring that's where the ring part of green ring comes from straight up can't get that wrong two words green ring i called the uh mechanic the other day to get our car inspected for car insurance and he was like what's your last name and i was like green ring like the color and the and he was like like the ring and I was like, yep. Yeah, like the ring. You got it, bud. <laughs> so then, yeah, I, I fought Reggie Steele, and I caught him, and I put him right in my bank. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. Both of these two didn't really cause me any problems. It was pretty straightforward to catch them. You're saying that Reggie Rock did give you trouble? So Reggie Rock yes. was back on Route 111, which is the blazing desert with the hard blowing winds. Yeah, sandstorms. You use strength here. Yeah, you have to, once you're in the ancient tomb, you walk two steps to the right and then two steps down, and then you use strength at that spot. I honestly didn't have a problem with Reggie Rock. I think I caught him pretty easily. I had bought, I think, 50 Ultra Balls going into the entire endeavor, and I was like, yeah, this will be fine. No way I need more than this. Yeah. I was using Flygon because it has Dragon Breath. Honestly, I should have prepared better and like had a Pokemon that has sleep, and I normally do that. Mayor Sleep. I couldn't be bothered this time, and I was just using Flygon because Dragon Breath has a 30% chance of paralyzing. <laughs> so on all of them, I just opened with Flygon and threw out at least like you know, four, up to four yeah. dragon breaths. And at some point they get paralyzed and then I'd swap it. Right. But Regirock, I paralyze it out of the gate. I had my Tropius with me because that's the one that has strength at this point. Right. And they all died other than Tropius. And then the one ball that it finally throws out with was a timer ball that I got from the trick master a while ago. Mm, the trick master. Caught it because it had been fucking 20 something or like 30 turns to get that one jesus nice so we we all caught all the reggies yes unfortunately yes great joshua i want to save the trick house for next week because i haven't gone back since beating all the gyms and i want to yeah and i realized the last part is actually only triggered after we beat the elite four so Okay. The only other side quest I tried to follow up on and complete was the Lily Cove Museum quest. Not going to be able to be possible unless we participate in those contests, unfortunately. Oof, no thanks. Sounds like I'm no longer an art hunter then. I've I've <laughs> I'm hanging up my dick sock and calling myself retired in the art hunting scene. <laughs>
Because there's no way I'm playing those fucking contests. Yeah. Do you have to win them? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's apparently like when I first went up there, there were like five or six pieces that the curator was looking for. And I wanted to do this quest. And it was, again, like I didn't know how to begin with it. So I did Google it. And I found out that to complete the art curator's quest, you have to compete in the Pokemon contests. And you have to get master rank. Oh, hell no. <laughs> which Certainly is, not. With at least 800 points. Certainly not. And then an artist will approach you and say that he's done a painting that might even look good in a museum. And then you have to keep going through every contest category. And then you eventually, you get the art for the museum and then you get a glass ornament, which is like a glass looking version of like a Pidgeot for your secret base. For your secret base? Yeah. No, not interested. That's it. We're not going to do that, but now not you gonna all know. not going to do that, but now you know about it. We're also not going to visit Mirage Island. <laughs> yeah. Bug catchers, thank you for joining us this week. That was uh, us chasing waterfalls. That was us chasing waterfalls. I'm probably going to do that every season just to kind of do some cleanup. Yeah. My name has been Wall Rain Ring, a.k.a. Tanner Green Ring. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Dusklosh, a.k.a. Josh Fielstad. This week, we chase waterfalls and we play Pokemon. Next week, we will be finishing the season in Evergrande City and taking on the Elite Four, going to the Sky Pillar. And are we going to do the Battle Tower, too? Yes. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go to Battle Tower to battle a tower with our Pokemon. And I hope we will battle as well. We will battle as well, and you will hear all of that next week. Should we tell the bug catchers now what we're going to do as an interstitial? So if they want to play along, they can order the carts. We should, because it, it can take a little bit to acquire the proper equipment. So after next week, we are going to do another four-episode interstitial before we get into Fire Red and Leaf Green, wherein we play Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Red. Red. Rescue Team? Rescue Team. There's not a blue rescue team, right? It's the Mystery Dungeon for Game Boy Advance. Specifically, yes. you can get it on DS as well, and I think it's blue on that one. Okay. Either way, it's same gameplay. But we're going to be playing the, the GBA version. It's the first Mystery Dungeon game. Yeah. So if you want to play along, pick up the carts now. Go to eBay, whatever you want. Download a ROM. We don't advise that unless you own the original cart, obviously. We didn't say that. And we will see you next week to, to finish out the season. Goodbye, Joshua. Well, in the meantime, follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at expsharepod. Check out the Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers, and you know where to listen to us, and just tell your friends about it. I said goodbye, Joshua. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs>